from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Wednesday, November 23rd, 2016. Today's show presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. From designing to printing, Beantown Athletics does it all. Go to beantownathletics.com right now and get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free right now at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. That's my nickname in case anybody didn't know. PICK, P-I-C, to play for free right now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. And as the fantasy football playoffs are set to begin in a few weeks, what I do know from personal experience is that not everybody makes the fantasy football playoffs Maybe you are a playoff team, and maybe you had someone like, I don't know, A.J. Green, who tore his hamstring on Sunday in Week 11. He's going to miss a couple weeks, though. They are saying A.J. Green could be back by the end of the regular season, but, I mean, come on. The Cincinnati Bengals are, what, 3-6-1. and one. I guess mathematically they're still alive in the AFC North, but does anybody actually think Cincinnati is going to make the playoffs? Put it this way, A.J. Green, if you're in the fantasy football playoffs, he's not going to be available to you. Or maybe you're like me, and you drafted Adrian Peterson and Sammy Watkins with your top two picks, which ended up being no good for my fantasy football team. Well, at DraftKings, none of that matters anymore because every week is a brand new season. Just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live And it's not just football. DraftKings has something for everybody. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, soccer, golf, NASCAR, MMA, you name it, they have it. Set up private leagues, or if you're new to DraftKings, join beginner contests. Huge prize pools every single day. So don't wait. Start your new season at DraftKings.com right now. And again, use the promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit. DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, for those listening to the podcast right now, I'm doing a live Facebook video to go along with this show. I do it every once in a while, but I also gave you a little behind the scenes to right before the show. So make sure you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard show. Like that. Follow me on Twitter, all forms of social media. Get this show at dannypicard.com. Also available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. That way you can listen in your car during your commute during this holiday season, right? Everybody seems to be driving somewhere for Thanksgiving. But um, if you are driving somewhere, make sure you download this show and listen on the ride with your family. So happy Thanksgiving, Pete. Happy Thanksgiving. I see you wearing your foldy sunglasses today. Throw my shades which, on. Which reminds me. Yeah. Uh, we are doing a little giveaway. Giving away a pair of Foldy's sunglasses. All right? Foldy sunglasses. You can get them at foldies.com. You can use the promo code Danny. That's D-A-N-N-Y to get 25% off right now. But we're going to give away a free pair of Foldy sunglasses. By simply, all you have to do, this is simple. By simply retweeting today's podcast. When I tweet it out the first time today on this Wednesday, November 23rd. When I tweet out today's podcast, all you got to do is retweet it. And we will randomly pick. You know, we'll throw all those retweets in a hat and we'll pick one out. And you can win a pair of Foldy sunglasses. It's simple. Just follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. 
see my tweet in which I tweet out today's show, retweet it, and you can have a chance to win a pair of Foldies sunglasses. And again, if you don't win, go to Foldies.com, get 25% off by using the promo code Danny. Don't even buy them for yourself. Start your holiday shopping early at Foldies.com. So that's what you got to do. Just retweet uh, today's show. Good show for you today. I'll close it out with Picks Picks for Week 12 in the NFL. Rob Gomes is going to join me in studio as well. He is my daily fantasy sports expert. He's going to give us some DraftKings advice for Week 12. Um, Usually we do the second podcast of the week on Friday. It's every Monday and Friday, but because of Thanksgiving on Thursday, because of the holiday, uh, we're recording it a couple days early here on Wednesday. And the top story today, I mean, we'll get into some NFL, obviously, but the top story in my world, Pete, I don't know if you heard the, the controversy. Should I let the people in? on the controversy, which is, so yesterday I'm on Twitter. I wasn't on Twitter all day. I'm not one of these people that just sits there on Twitter. I know there are some people that do that. I don't. Um, I was on Twitter, though, for a few minutes yesterday, and I saw some people tweeting out, other media members tweeting out that they received an invite to the media hockey game at Fenway. That's right. They have another frozen Fenway this year. And there's a media hockey game. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'll just go. People are getting invites. I'll go to my email. I'll check out my email. So I went to one of my emails. Didn't have anything. Had something from Sally Mae. You know, they're they're trying to get money out of me. Student loans, trying to get payments. Had something from Sally Mae. Didn't have anything. The first email I checked didn't have anything about a media hockey game. So I decided to check another email that I have. An older email that I never really look at. Eh, you know, had a lot of spam. Had a lot of bullshit in there. No media hockey game invite. Um, go to my dannypicard.com email. Info at dannypicard.com. Which I get a lot of garbage there too lately. Like people, just nonsense. Right? They go to the website, they hear something they don't like, and they're just absolute nonsense. No invite for a media hockey game. So I checked three emails. I wait on Twitter for a little bit. No messages. No Facebook messages. Nothing. And um, so I start asking around, like, who's given the invitations to the media hockey game at Fenway? Because, and I tweeted something out about this as well. Isn't it funny that the MVP of the last media hockey game at Fenway doesn't get invited back for the second one? That's, that's funny that that's the way this thing works. Now, you might call me self-proclaimed MVP, and you might be right. But when you score four goals, and I think you win a six-to-five game, and, you know, you just, you look around at that game, and you see how it played out. I mean, I think it's fair to give myself the MVP of that fucking game. Right? And I didn't even give it. I mean, I, they put me on Fox 25, too. Fitz put me on Fox 25. Had a nice little video there. It's on my Instagram somewhere. I'll tweet it out again, believe me. If I don't get the invite, I'll be tweeting that shit out all day long. You had a couple nice sellies, too. Oh, a couple that. nice sellies. Yeah. I mean, I had the goals. I had the sellies. I had the win. I had the MVP. Um, what else do you need to get the... In- I mean, I should have been the first person to be invited to the second media hockey game. But I wasn't. Now, here's the deal. So I'm getting texts this morning, right? I, I think people, I don't know if they're scared that I might go on some type of 
Twitter rant about this. I found out. I got some names of people. I'm not going to call these people out yet because I, they might be waiting to invite me. I mean, maybe I'm on the, you know, which sucks that I'd be on the, the second list. I'm not on the top list, right? I'm not like they, they have a group of people that they like before me. It's like when you get the late invite to the wedding, you know what I mean? And you know, it's late because it's like, well, I didn't get to save the date and the wedding's next week and I'm just getting something now. It's like, all right, what do I go? Right? Here's the deal. Even if I don't get invited to this media hockey game, Pete, guess what's happening? I'm going. You're coming. You're bringing a video camera. It's going to be like the fucking NWO. That's what it's going to be like. And we're going to we're going to storm in there. I'm going to lace them up. And I'm not even going to be focused on goals. I'm going to be just chirping. I'm going to be stirring it up. I'm going to be such a prick on that ice, it's not even going to be funny. Oh, I'm going to be giving high passes, right? I'll, I'll be giving aerial passes, cross ice all day. I'll be breaking sticks. I'll be finishing checks. It's going to get dirty out there. We're going. I don't need the invite because I'm getting texts this morning, Pete. I told you about a couple of them with people that I should be reaching out to. Here's the deal. I shouldn't be, the MVP of the media hockey game shouldn't be fucking reaching out to anybody to come play. I should get an invite. All right? How do I not get an invite? I mean, you could ask the question, Danny, are you even in the media? It's a good question. It's a good, that's a good fucking question. I I don't actually have an answer to that. Because I consider this entertainment. I consider myself an entertainer. Does that mean I'm in the media? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a reporter. I'm not a beat writer. I have a podcast. I think the teams and the organization and the cities have embraced podcasts at a point, right? Because there are some pretty big names in town, at least here in Boston, also doing podcasts. Nationally, podcasts are big. I think people have... Public relations people, media relations people, they've embraced the podcast. If they haven't embraced the podcast, they're going to have to because, you know, the news that I have coming down the pike here in the next couple weeks is pretty big when it comes to a couple regular segments we're going to have on this show with some professional athletes. So they're going to have to, the media relations members are going to have to embrace the podcast. But anyways, I don't, am I in the media? I don't know. But when you do win the MVP of the first media game at Fenway, you should get invited to the second one, right? You shouldn't have to be the one making the calls and sending the emails to get in. How does that work? I'm not calling, I'm not going to do the name thing because you know what? I could get an email today. It'll let me know that I wasn't a priority for this game. And I'll feel a little bad about that. But I'll feel a whole lot better when I'm out there just being a prick on that ice for the second media game. And Pete, you're going to be there filming it. Um, All right, so anyways, that's the top story of my world. And if you want to, you know, for the people on Facebook watching me live right now, if you want to listen to this whole show, you're going to have to subscribe on iTunes because I'm shutting you down right now. See ya. Uh, just shutting the Facebook video off. Last night, Pete, did you see the NHL's reveal of the team in Vegas? Did you see that? I didn't, but we were talking about it this morning. A um, bit. I didn't see it. I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, you're not supposed to reveal the fact that we previously talked about that. Well, we, we do chat a little bit before the show. I know, but sometimes I forget what we talk about. We talk about so much <laughs> shit. My, I come in here, you know, 100 miles an hour with a coffee from a place that's unnamed because they don't give me money to promote it. I'm done with free reads. And you bounce in and out. 
I bounce in and out, yep. and I just shoot things your way, yeah. and you're trying to run Beantown. And while you're trying to run Beantown Athletics, it's closed. They decided, you guys decided to close the shop today. We had to shut it down. But today. yet everybody sees the studio wide open and us in here, and they keep trying to get in during, while we're recording. Oh, yeah. It doesn't stop. They love this place. So last night, last night, we have the NHL announcing the new name to the NHL team in Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights. Now, at first, when I first saw the logo, it was just gold and black, like Vegas gold and black. Not really Bruins gold. Like, this was more goldish gold. Does that make sense? Gold and black. I liked it. But then, I see a little green in the logo. Like a little dark green slash sort of silverish gray. I, I know, that was just a bunch of colors I threw together. But that's, that is what... A color that seems to be in there. I don't like that color in there. And in fact, I don't like the name Golden being in the the name Knights. Golden Knights. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like a team in any given Sunday. With Steam and Willie Beeman. That they would play. Like those crazy teams. The Vegas Golden Knights. Is there really going to be any good team name that they could have came up with though? Uh, like anything's going to sound like crazy foreign to you. The, how about the Vegas to... Knights? The Ve- last no, Vegas I like Knights. That. I actually like Vegas Knights. Because that's what they're going go to go to. It's almost Knights, like yeah, the Anaheim real. Mighty Ducks, and then they went to the it Ducks. To the, yep. I could see them doing that. You know, this is just at first to go uh, The again. Devil Rays to go to the Rays. Exactly. Yep. Good point. The Golden Knights are going to eventually be the Knights. The Vegas Knights. Um, I wish they would get rid of that green color in the jersey, in the logo, too. But anyways, here's, I think, my, my, my overall point to the whole Vegas team, is that what do we all do when we see the Vegas team is announced? We, we say, don't give me the logo, don't give me the team name, give me the schedule. Because everybody in every city is going to make that road trip to watch their team, right? If you're going to go to Vegas, what better reason to go to Vegas when your hockey team's playing there? Which means that the Vegas Knights are going to be playing 82 road games a year. That's what they're going to be doing. Because even when they're at home, they're gonna, you think they're going to have a home Fan base, they're going to have the road team's fans on a huge road trip every single game. The Vegas Knights, even when they play in their own building, are going to be on the road. So does it really even matter what their team name is? That's what I get out of this situation. But I think it'll be pretty cool to have a team in Vegas. We'll see how it all works out. But the Golden Knights will eventually be the Knights. I'll tell you that right now. Do you like the logo, Pete? You know me, I'm a big design guy. Yeah. Um I don't I don't really like it that much. You don't? No. Do you really like don't. do you not like the color or do you not like the no, logo? Think, you know what? Now that you mention it, the that light green. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. Because at first I saw like they had hats on yeah. the website and they didn't have any green in it, and now I see everybody's I don't know if I don't know if that's real or not. You know how they like every team has multiple logos kinda, so we don't we don't really know what they're gonna come up with as their regular jersey or their yeah, that could be on that, the that could be on the shoulder. Could, exactly, that could just be like a supplementary. Type Who knows? Of logo. But anyways, the Vegas Golden Knights—they're a real thing. Uh, they eventually won't have the word "golden." That's just based <laughs> on things that we know. They'll eventually just be the Vegas Knights. Uh, so, what other news is there today? Before we get all into the NFL uh, on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Bruins lose last night to St. Louis. Zdeno Chara gets hurt. Keep an eye on that. Um, the Celtics, they are playing tonight in Brooklyn, and then the Bruins and Celtics, well, the Bruins actually play Thanksgiving night, tomorrow night, Thursday night, 
in Ottawa. I mean, Canadian Thanksgiving's in October. So the, the Senators, nobody in Canada's celebrating what we're celebrating tomorrow. So the Bruins are going to play in Ottawa tomorrow night. And then Friday, Black Friday, we obviously have the two games at the Garden every year. The Celtics will play in the afternoon, I believe, against San Antonio. And the Bruins will be playing Calgary, I think it is, Friday night. Celtics first, Bruins, 730. And so that's what we got with regards to the NBA and the NHL. Keep an eye on the Zidane Chara injury for the Bruins and for the Celtics. Well, continue to watch Al Horford because it's pretty incredible what he's doing for the Celtics team since returning from this concussion. I mean, he's blocking three shots a game. He's showing you exactly what I thought and told you he could be for this team when it comes to his defensive ability. I don't think Horford gets enough credit for what he does defensively. Um, and, and you're seeing it right now with the three blocks again that he has for the Celtics. So continue to watch that. Major League Baseball, before I get to NFL, one more thing. Major League Baseball, this saying a lockout is realistic. So there's a little holdup on a new CBA. And this is Ken Rosenthal from Fox Sports. Um, he says that the owners in Major League Baseball will consider voting to lock out the players if the two sides cannot reach a deal, cannot reach a new collective bargaining agreement by the time the current deal expires on December 1st, according to sources with knowledge of the discussions. Again, this is coming from Ken Rosenthal. So uh, the current deal expires on December 1st. And let me just look at my trusty calendar here. The day before December 1st is November 30th, which is a week from today, next Wednesday. You know what's happening next Wednesday, Pete. Sam Kennedy, Boston Red Sox president, is going to join me in studio. Now, he was supposed to join me last week. He had to postpone and reschedule last minute. Um, And we did reschedule a couple different times, went back and forth, and we came up with next Wednesday, Sam Kennedy in studio. So we can, we'll see if there's a new deal by then. But if there's not, we'll certainly ask him about it and talk to him about it. I'll certainly ask him about why I haven't been invited to the uh, media game at Fenway. Ask him about that, too. But, um, yeah, so that's news in Major League Baseball to keep an eye on as well. But full focus. I'd be lying to you if I told you my full focus wasn't on the National Football League as we head into Thanksgiving. Because of the three Thanksgiving Day games now, you get the afternoon game, uh, which is going to be at... 12.30, Minnesota in Detroit. Then you got the 4.30 game, Washington in Dallas. Then you got this Thursday night game now, Pittsburgh in Indianapolis. So you got the three Thanksgiving Day games. No teams have a bye this week. There are a couple buys next week, and next week's the last week that there will be buys. I think only two teams have buys next week in week 13. But for week 12 this week, no teams have a bye. So you got a full schedule of games. You got three games on Thanksgiving. I'll close out the show with my picks. To tease it, I do take one Thanksgiving Day game. I do. I take one Thanksgiving Day game. It's very rare that I give you the Thursday night game, usually because I make the picks on Friday. But since we're doing it a week early, I just, I I wanted to just do Sunday's games, but there's one game that I really like. And I I really think I'm going to cover with this game on Thanksgiving Day. So um, I'll get to that to close out the show. But on Monday night, after we recorded Monday's podcast, week 11 officially concluded with Oakland beating Houston on Monday night in Mexico. And Oakland is now 8-2. and two. 
I was unaware of the tiebreaker between Oakland and New England until somebody tweeted it out yesterday, which was because New England, the Patriots were sitting pretty as the one seed in the AFC, right? And I've been sitting there trying to tell you that I still think Oakland has a loss or maybe even two losses left on their schedule. I still think Denver has another loss. I still think Kansas City has another loss, which means that I believe the Patriots will still be able to get the one seed even after a loss to Seattle a couple weeks ago. Even if maybe they have another hiccup here at some point the rest of the way. I've been pretty confident with my thoughts on the Patriots that they will get the number one seed in the AFC. Well, because Oakland beat Houston, they're 8-2, which means they have the same record as the Patriots, which was the same as last week, which was the same, you know, everything Oakland and the Patriots are the same as last week. But here's the difference this week, because the Patriots played San Francisco, a team that is brutal, a San Francisco 49er team that is 1-9, and nine, and since the Patriots have also played Cleveland, which is currently 0-11, the tiebreaker between Oakland and New England, you know what it is? Strength of schedule, which means... Now, heading into week 12, the Oakland Raiders, even though they have the same record as the Patriots at 8-2, and two, even though they had the same record last week, and the Patriots was still the one seed, Oakland is now the one seed. They have leaped the Patriots because of strength of schedule. Oakland at 8-2 and two is the one seed. The Patriots are the two seed at 8-2. and two. Uh, Look, I'm not going to get all worked up about this because I still think Oakland has a loss or two left in their schedule. I think that their pass defense is not very good, and that's going to come back to bite them at some point against an offensive team and a quarterback that has the ability to make a pass defense like that pay. Maybe another tease for picks picks. Could come Sunday. Could come Sunday against Carolina. But, so I'm not going to get too worked up. I still think the Patriots will end up being the one seed. However. This does throw a little, little wrench into the, into the plans, shall we call it, where I did not see this coming. Like when Oakland won Monday night, Pete, did you think that, did you sit there and go, all right, now they're going to leap the Patriots? Patriots won as well. I didn't think they could leap them. But because of the strength of schedule, because the Patriots played San Francisco and they've played Cleveland, well, that is right now hurting the Patriots. I still think Oak, Oakland is not going to finish 14-2. and two. I do not believe that. I do not believe that, which means I actually believe that the Raiders have a couple losses left on their schedule. And if you do want to go in and actually look at their schedule at 8-2, and two, uh, here's what the Oakland Raiders have left. They're at home against Carolina this Sunday at 425. Then they are at home against the Bills. Then they're in Kansas City. Then they're in San Diego, at home against the Colts, and at Denver. I mean... You know, depending on what Denver's situation is, and even maybe what Oakland's situation is by that Week 17 New Year's Day game in Denver, you know, there's still a couple tough games. And I don't want to, I'm not going to look at Carolina and say, well, they're in last place in their division. You know, they're only, Carolina's only, what are they, four and six? They're, they're no good. They can't do anything to Oakland. I'm not going to say that because Cam Newton's still their quarterback. And if, in my opinion, what I've watched out of the Carolina Panthers, you know, even without Keekley uh, defensively, Carolina's offense specifically 
if they can just get a little protection for Cam Newton with that offensive line, just a little bit, if they can come together for one or two games and fix that offensive line just a little bit, Cam Newton will be able to make a pass defense like Oakland's pay. I'm telling you right now. So it all comes down to Carolina's offensive line. If they can find a way to figure that out. And you know what? Offensive lines, we know here in New England, offensive lines during a season can find a way to figure it out. But Cam Newton's been hit way too much too often this season. That's been their downfall. That's why they are a couple games under 500. That's why they last place in their division. But that's not an easy game. I don't think Buffalo's an easy game for Oakland. At Kansas City's not an easy game for Oakland. Um, you know what? I mean, Andrew Luck and Phillip Rivers, you could see them throwing on this Oakland pass defense. So here are the quarterbacks now that Oakland's defense has to face. They got to face Cam Newton. They got to face Phillip Rivers. They got to face Andrew Luck in three uh, of their games coming up. And I'm telling you right now, those are not going to be easy games for Oakland's defense. And I could see them losing two of those games. I really could. Uh, so when it comes back to the standings and the playoff picture and the Patriots and how it looks right now, the Patriots have been bounced down to the two seed. It would still be a first round bye. But if the playoffs began today, the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC goes through Oakland which I didn't see happening on Monday night, even after Oakland won, but I was not aware of the strength of schedule tiebreaker, which Oakland now leads. But still, as I told you, I think there might be a couple losses left on Oakland's schedule. If the Patriots are going to lose, I think there might only be one loss left on their schedule. There's a lot of panic. You can sense the panic here in New England for this Patriots team because of the defensive issues. And the defense still didn't look great against San Francisco, which is just a terrible team. Um, they have offensive injuries. You know, Gronk is injured right now. Chris Hogan missed the game. But you did add Deion Lewis to the mix. And for the time that we saw him in San Francisco on Sunday, he looked like he's got that step, that little bounce in his step, that little giddy-up juke that jumps off the screen that can make him an electric back uh, when he's just getting some passes, some dump-offs, and he's turning nothing into something big. You know, that, that's a three-headed monster back there all of a sudden. And Blunt, White, and Deion Lewis. And that could be a scary thing for opposing defenses. It's just the Patriots defense. You know, can they fix what's going on back there? I think they can because I think it's a communication issue. And I think that communication can be fixed as you have a group of players now trying to come together after the losses of Jamie Collins. Jabal Sheard was, was basically told to stay in New England as the team went to San Francisco last week. So we'll see what happens with him. Patriots defense trying to figure some things out, but I've seen the Patriots defense figure things out during the season. And for people who say, well, there's not a lot of time to do it. Well, you know what? I think there's enough time. There might not be a lot of time, but I think there's enough time. There's two different things there. And now the Patriots, they're going to play the New York Jets at MetLife. The spread is nine. Patriots are a nine-point favorite. Maybe I'm teasing another pick for picks picks. Usually. An AFC game this late in the season, especially this late in the season, I would say a nine-point spread is too high. The Jets are going to go back to Fitzpatrick. I'm not sure why, but that's what they're going to do. Uh, the Jets are no good this season. And I know usually these can be dogfights in the division, but the Jets are so bad, I just don't see I just don't see the Patriots losing this game. I don't, even on the road. I mean, the Patriots are undefeated on the road. The Jets have only won one home game. The, Jet, the Patriots are just not losing this game. I'm sorry, they're not. So, um, if, if anything at all, 
the Patriots' defense, what they should be doing is using these games against these poor, lowly teams and trying to figure it out against these teams where they know they're not going to get beat, where they know the quarterback on their side is eventually going to pull it out like he eventually pulled it out and threw, two, threw excuse me, four touchdown passes against San Francisco last Sunday. So I think the Patriots will be 9-2 and two when this week is said and done. Oakland? Maybe not. Maybe 8-3. and three. But again, that's when I get to my picks for Week 12 in the NFL. So that's where we stand right now on this Wednesday, November 23rd, heading into Week 12. Rob Gomes is going to join me in just a minute. I'll close it out with picks, picks. And uh, make sure you stick around throughout the rest of the show because I'm, I, I'm, I'm confident in my picks. I know that... I know that I have not had a great I have not had a great season. Right? Pete, my season has not been good with picks. It has not been good. But I went 3-1-1 last week. Okay? I'm starting to settle in. I'm starting to get a feel for this league. Starting to figure some things out. See, here's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta figure out the unpredictable stuff. And and maybe I'm going too deep for you. But you gotta figure out who's unpredictable and then bet against the unpredictability. Does that make sense? Does that make any sense? Maybe I've lost my mind. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I've just become a genius because the NFL has been so outrageously insane and unpredictable that I'm now betting against unpredictability. That's what you have to do. And that's what I feel like I'm doing in week 12. I'll close out the show with that. Robbie Gomes joins me right now. All right, joining me in studio right now is our daily fantasy sports expert, Rob Gomes. And our conversation with Rob Gomes is presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. Rob, what's going on? How you doing today? What's up, Daniel? How's it going? It's going. It's going. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Now, we have a little confusion when you came in here today. Yeah, a little, little confusion. A little confusion. Um, you want to do the Thanksgiving Day games when it comes to giving DraftKings advice, and I want to do Sunday's games yeah. because this is a podcast that's on demand, and I don't want to basically I, – I don't, I don't want to hurt the listeners who are going to be tuning in on Friday, downloading this show on Friday, and subscribing to the show and listening on Friday. Like, I can't have this show be not timely anymore on Friday, but you just want to give the Thanksgiving. You're ready Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving. No, we're not, but that's the deal. We're not going to do a lot of Thanksgiving stuff. So here's what I'm going to do, all right? Here, I, know you, I know you want this to be the Rob Gomes show every week, all right? You every show, week. You show up when you want. You say whatever the fuck you want. Here's the deal. We're going to do a couple Thanksgiving Day picks because I can see you're just, you're all about Thursday's games. There's three games. You really want to give the people advice to win some big money, I like right? the On small Thursday. slates. The small slates do. kind of fit. You think yeah. that's easier for you? I, I'm good at the small slates. Even though you've been winning money every week. I, yeah, but the small slates are my, like... That's All right, so game. here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you Sunday's games. Folks, we're still going to give you Sunday's DraftKings games. But what we're also going to do is just give you a couple for the Thursday slate. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Robbie Gomes? Yep. I want you to give me one player on Thursday out of the three games. Just give me one player for DraftKings that you got to have in your lineup. So I'm going Matt Stafford. I think a lot of people are going to go with Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. But that game, I think because of how Dallas runs the ball, they'll probably tr- still try to pound it 25 times with Ezekiel Elliott. So Dak's not probably the greatest play. And then they usually run, make their they play kind of slow, so their opponent plays kind of slow, so that it usually doesn't get as much opportunity as possible. So Kirk Cousins really is someone that will probably be pretty chalky on Thursday. But 
for me, I think that if Stafford comes out and has a good game, you can get him at low ownership. And I do not think many people um, – I, I, they're at home, so I think he's in a good spot. Mm. Even though Minnesota's defense is, is what it is, I think their secondary has kind of struggled in recent weeks. They had a good week last week, but the two weeks prior, they weren't the greatest. So. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota busted out of this slump like I had predicted and picked with picks picks because of their defense. Yeah. Defense and special teams, they win that game against Arizona. So that I, I think Minnesota's defense would scare me. Uh, you mentioned Cousins. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Washington has all these weapons offensively. Like, they have all these weapons. And 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 last week, I actually ended up stacking Cousins and Crowder. And it was a nice little stack for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Washington, I, I, I would be going with Cousins, I think, in this one. Well, when you say they have a lot of weapons, that makes it kind of a little bit difficult just because you have to pick between... Now you have Garcon in the mix. Well, I'm saying for Reed. I'm saying for Cousins, the purpose of taking the quarterback Cousins, Perfect he has all this weapon. Okay. He has all these weapons. Um, and and I think I agree with you when you say Cousins is pretty chalky on Thursday afternoon at 4:30. Yeah. But all right, so that's who that's who you got to have. Stafford is who you have to I'm have. I'm going Stafford. You're going yeah. Stafford. All right, let's go to your bold call for the Thursday games. The three games on Thursday. What's your bold call? I think either Bolden or Marvin Jones probably lean more towards. Um, Marvin Jones probably having a big game on Thursday. Hasn't really done much at all in recent weeks, but it's kind of a good spot maybe for him to break out. And I also think Bolden could also be in line for a good week. Um, how about your Thanksgiving Day stuffing stack? <laughs> I That's where I would go. I'd go back to Marvin, jo- Marvin Jones and Stafford or, or Bolden and Stafford. Uh, for me, just I think be, because you have to roster – Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, just because of the short slate, you want to get as many points as possible. Uh, if you had a fade, either there's three guys on the sta- on the slate that you really need to have, Ezekiel, Bell, and Antonio Brown, but one of them you're probably not going to be able to roster. So I would kind of lean towards Antonio Brown just because of Ben Roethl- Roethlisberger's home road splits. Hasn't been the greatest quarterback on the road, as we've seen versus Cleveland last week and a couple weeks. He's just been in a, in a couple different spots with a, a way he hasn't played as well as he does at home. Uh, so for me, I'd end up sitting Brown, and then I'd go with receivers from other games. I think that you can Detroit is where you're going to get the lowest ownership just because of that defense, and I think that they're at home, so that a good situation to kind of bounce back. Say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right, you said Thanksgiving earlier. Really freaked me out. You you put the that you put the emphasis on the thanks Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just I had a I had to see if that you just made a mistake on that or if you I, I might have messed it up. <laughs> Let, let's get to the real stuff. Are You're all giddy they, about Thanksgiving. When we get once we get past the three games on Thursday, what's everybody gonna it do? It is the real stuff. It's no, the real stuff is Sunday. Right. Th- you said thanks Thanksgiving again. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be polite <laughs> and say thanks first. That's a good point. Yeah. Hey, I respect that. Yeah. I respect the shit out of that. At my least, mother, at least you give a reasoning for it. You're not like, no. I just thought it, that's how it was always pronounced. My mother told me be a nice kid. You know, <laughs> say my pleases and thank you. There so. you go. Yeah. Wow. That's a. You could have something there with the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Say thanks. Thanks. Um. What are you doing <laughs> for Thanksgiving? Uh, nothing. Go. Um. Gonna be out. Um. Uh, my parents' house. Um. Uh, basically, just. I don't have any family over and stuff. What are you doing? Me? Same thing as you. Same, yeah. Family over. Family, everyone, bunch of people in town. Everyone's in town. Could have some football. Who knows? They're, yeah. they're actually frying a turkey out back. Oh, that's good. Frying the turkey. Frying's good. Two turkeys. One inside, normally, cooked turkey, and then a f- frying a turkey outside. But I didn't know how dangerous it was. 
Apparently, it's a very dangerous thing to do. To fry a turkey. Yes. Okay. Especially if there's a little precipitation in the air. Yeah. You know, once you get all that oil, right, with the water, that's not going to mix. I mean, I'm telling you right now. Where'd you hear this? YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) YouTube. My brother-in-law and my father are doing it. And they're YouTubing videos. And and I'm I'm assuming you'll be in the house the whole time. Kidding me? I'll be... I'll be eating snacks. They'll be out cooking the, frying the turkey. I'll eat the fucking turkey. I'm not cooking it. I'm not good in the kitchen. All right? Kitchen's not my thing. I make peanut butter and jelly decently. Um, I can heat up a frozen pizza. But when it comes to getting real crazy in the kitchen, see you later. You know, I can dunk an Oreo in milk. I can pour a glass of milk. That's it. I can't do much else in the kitchen. But, um... So you won't see me out there frying a turkey. Anyways, once we get past Thanksgiving, there are a lot of people who are going to be listening to the show the day after Thanksgiving and are going to care about what happens on Sunday in the National Football League in week number 12. And in week number 12, Robbie Gomes, my DraftKings fantasy expert, here's my first question to you. Who do you got to have as a quarterback in week 12 in the NFL? Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's it. No, there's a compliment. All right, no, I'm saying explain. Why are you going Fitzpatrick? Lobi you got to have Fitzpatrick against the Patriots? I know you're saying the Patriots Secondary is defense. ridiculous. That secondary is terrible. I just I just have a lot of issues with it. Uh, he beat them at home last year. Um, Brandon Marshall, that's my kind of do stack, Fitzpatrick. Wow. Marshall. Wow. I like how you kept do stack as, do a, stack. as a phrase that yeah, I invented. Very do, very do. Overdue. I kind of picked them a couple times. They better get it going at some point. Um, so, with that said, you're so you're assuming that Patriots Jets game is going to be high scoring. I would hope so. So, does that mean you're you're looking at if you think that Fitzpatrick and Marshall are going to be a do stack and they're going to have a big day and it's going to be a post Thanksgiving you know leftover stuffing stack? Um, what, <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of control with the DFS lingo. What? What do you do with the Patriots? You must be looking at the Pats with a certain player to have a big day, no? Yeah, I, to be honest, I am. Um, obviously, Bennett had the he had a tough week last week. Jets really struggled to cover tight end, so he's someone you could go to. Uh, Edelman, not someone that I'm really just because um, for me, like Edelman could have a big day just because of how like they get on the defensive line of the Jets gets mm. on Brady pretty quick, so he'll probably be in the passing game. But in GPPs, when you want to have a breakout, we seen Malcolm Mitchell last week. If Hogan's out again, uh, he's someone that can get away from a defense. Um, so if you're going to stack anyone on the Patriots, you might be looking Malcolm Mitchell, Brady, and that kind of groove if Hogan's still out. Um, so you're going to go with Fitzpatrick. Here's a quarterback I'll throw you away, Cam Newton. 6,800. He's 6,800. The top quarterback is Brady at 7,800. But Cam Newton, they're in Oakland. I know Oakland's 8-2. I know because of the strength of schedule, they are now the one seed in the AFC. But their pass defense is going to get tested on Sunday against Cam Newton. And all Carolina needs, all Carolina needs is a little protection for Cam Newton, and he can throw all over them. Yeah, very slow secondary in Oakland. Uh, big cornerback, so Ted Ginn, someone might be able to get behind the defense. Did it last week for the first time all year. I think Cam's been targeting him pretty consistently. I think he's had a, around um, six targets the last four weeks, so he's definitely someone in that game if you're trying to – Tandem up. Tandem All right. Someone in the so GPP. running back, who do you got to have as running back in week 12 in the NFL on Sunday? I think it's a no-brainer with David Johnson. No-brainer. No-brainer. Why? 
uh, just because. 8900 by the way, the, the most expensive running back. That's where you're going. Yeah, for me, his price kind of fits it just because he gets wide receiver targets as a running back. Mm-hmm. And Lynn is also the worst in the league versus pass-catching running backs, which David Johnson does very well. Um, David Johnson last week versus Minnesota had 38 fan- DK points or 36, 37, around that range. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely someone to get in there, and they, they're t- not the greatest against the run. I think 31st in the league right now versus uh, running backs. Jay Ajay, 7,600 against San Francisco. It's in Miami. I think that's a big day. That's a 200-yard rushing day for Ajay waiting to happen. Another one. Ajahi? Yeah. yeah. Really? No, it, it makes sense. What, was I pronouncing it wrong? Ajahi? I thought it was Jay Ajahi. I don't know. That's, it could probably go a couple different well, ways. Well, you say Thanksgiving wrong, so let's stick with my, my All pronunciation. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go. Ajahi. There you go. No, I, you said Ajahi. I said Ajahi. I say Ajahi. You say Ajahi. Ajahi. Either way, I think he's going to have a big day in San Francisco. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I could see it. I could see it. 7,600 and David Johnson, 8,900. But Johnson's your running back that you got to have. How about wide receiver? Who do you got to have at wide receiver? I said B. Marsh, but I was looking like low, just guys kind of off the radar. Well, you can still stack B. Marsh, but that's not your, who you got to have wide yeah, receiver. He's not, yeah, yeah, I mean. exactly. Um, so for me, I'm kind of just going to go low here. I think you could get away with rostering a guy like Muhammad Sanu as kind of like a sneaky play just because Patrick Peterson is going to be draped over Julio Jones and Matt Ryan's going to have to look other ways, just kind of like how Sam Bradford had to go to Adam Thielen a couple times last mm. game because Stefan Diggs was very much blanketed by Patrick Peterson last Sunday. So I think you could see a similar thing. Or you could, on- honestly, a contrarian play is maybe rostering Julio Jones against Pat Peterson. Probably going to get him at low ownership. This slate's kind of – it's a smaller slate just because you have the Thursday game. So if you have the, if he kind of goes off and him being the basically the number one receiver on the slate, even though he has a tough matchup – kind of make some hay there. All right, tight end. Now, it, this is, you know, we don't know about Gronk, right? Um, the injury, as we record this show, the injury reports, we don't have access to those just yet, right? We don't, yeah, no. we don't, as we record this show, we don't know who's playing and who's not playing. And I think it would be crazy for us to even assume the Patriots injury report. If, if there's any injury report, you shouldn't assume it's the Patriots because nobody knows what's actually going on there. So, Gronk is actually still the most expensive tight end at 6900 Um What are you doing at tight end? Who do you got to have? I mentioned Bennett. Obviously, he was chalk last week. People might stay away from him because he didn't have the greatest week, but he's in a good spot. Also, like Olsen, going up against Oakland, he's in a nice spot as well, um, especially with you liking Cam. Like, I think he's a good playoff mm-hmm. Cam. Uh, definitely a stack there that you can kind of. But if you want one, you got to pick one tight end. Who is it? You got to have him. If I gotta pick one, I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go um, Greg Olson. I would say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think. Look, I just think Carolina is gonna have a big offensive day. I, I mean, people. Cam Newton's been hit an awful lot, and he's been hit way too often. It's been a tough year for him. It's been a tough year for Carolina. But as I'm about to tell you in picks, picks, if there's one season in which a last place team with that quarterback could go on the road and beat a one seed in the other conference, it would be this season. If that was ever gonna happen. Because this season has been so unpredictable. It, there's so much chaos that's going on around the league. And I just look at Oakland's defense, and I think, well, were they really tested against Osweiler on Monday night? No. Are they going to have some tests down the stretch here? Yes. They're going to have a test from Cam Newton. They're going to have a test from Andrew Luck. They're even going to have a test from Phillip Rivers. 
Um, and they also have to go to Kansas City. I don't think that Oakland's road to the playoffs is going to be as easy as maybe some people think where they see them now in the one seed because of the strength of schedule situation in the AFC. Um, and I just think at some point, as good an offense as you have, as much as an MVP candidate that that Carr is going to be at the end of this season, Derek Carr is going to be, I just think that that defense that they have, that pass defense especially, is going to come back and bite him in the ass, and it could come back to bite him in the ass this Sunday against a quarterback like Cam Newton if they can get just a little extra protection for him. Yeah, Fedor, Fedorowicz had good numbers versus, um, well, the Texans early on in that game. Osweiler went to him a couple times, so there's a play with Olsen. And then, like like you said, like their secondary and their pass defense isn't the greatest. Khalil Mack gets pressured, but other than that, they really don't bring much on the defensive side of the ball, so... I definitely like, and, and another thing is, I think Carolina still needs that win. They're still, they basically, they could still have a shot at the playoffs where they four and six or somewhere. Mm-hmm, like four and six, yeah. Four and six, so they can't really lose another game. It's kind of like um, do or die for them. Kind of been that way all year. Yes, New, like New, though they just beat New Orleans last yeah. Thursday night. Um, Carolina's four and six. New Orleans is four and six. You get Tampa Bay at five and five. Atlanta at six and four. Atlanta's offenses look great, but I'm sorry. You just cannot put your money on Matt Ryan and Atlanta late in the season to be convincingly good to the point where I tell you they're absolutely going to clinch the NFC South. Like, I can't guarantee that. So if you're only two games behind them with a couple weeks left to play in that division, absolutely anything is possible. And if you can just get a little protection for Cam Newton, I think it's going to turn the whole thing around for Carolina. Yeah, I'm with you in that sense, too. I don't think that uh, Atlanta's really – I think Atlanta's a fake team, fake division. Well, they get a great offense, point. and we've seen that be a little bit more powerful at home, right? Yeah. For Atlanta when they're at home. Um, but their defense is brutal. Atlanta's defense is brutal. And like I just said, Oakland's pass defense, Atlanta's pass defense is definitely going to come back to bite them. That could happen in the playoffs, but it will come back to bite them. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, too, as well. And so people will will try to tell me same thing with the Patriots. But um, I just – I trust Bill Belichick that he's going to be able to figure some things out defensively. Bill Belichick and Brady definitely make it a little bit different, I would say. Yeah, they change your mindset when it comes to can this team figure it out as the season goes on. And I think the answer to that question – at least I would put my money on the answer to that question for the Patriots being, yes, they can figure it out. Give me your bold call – Robbie Gomes for Week 12 in the NFL. Bold call for Week 12. Well, um, I think David Johnson is going to have a huge game versus Atlanta, but you can't really go that it's way. It's not a bold call. You it's already gave that as a guy you got to have. Do, do uh, I have to go over the definition of what uh, segment is again and yeah, what the go, questions we have? What's bold the, call? The boldest call, yeah. The bold call is a guy that you would pick that is sort of, I don't know, bold? <laughs> I thought I thought Fitzpatrick was pretty bold. Like that's not like a, everyone's gonna go Brady. All right, then go Mariota, then, then tell Drew Brees, me, Matt don't Ryan, let me put Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. Everyone's he, Fitzpatrick's probably like my bold call of the week. I think he's gonna have a real good week. It's a bold call. Bold call. Fitzpatrick's a bold call. I think he can put up if he has to four X. That's what I want. And I'm getting them at fifty whatever five thousand fifty four hundred whatever. You know what the other problem of that is for me? Why back here in New England. I would not want to be rooting for Fitzpatrick to have a big day. I, so I wouldn't even be able to do that. That's not difficult. If you need That's the points, difficult. you need the points. I de- don't, I'm not even going to put myself in position to need those points. That's my point. I need, How's yeah, your points? I need those points. If I'm, if I'm rostering him, I'd, I'd probably, give him like, probably give him a little bit of exposure. So I hope he does pretty well. How much money have you won this season? I have no idea at this point. Oh, too, like, oh you've won like so won much, much money. No, 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 no. I haven't won so much money. I've... 
I've done all right. I've I don't know. I I haven't really like kept track as well as I should have been keeping track. All right. Well, I just stop keeping track. Playing a lot of because we'd like to know. The people would like to know. Yeah. We got a large audience for this segment. They want to know how much money y'all winning because they want to compare it to how much money y'all helping win them. Okay. Helping them win. Okay. Helping win them. No, sounds Helping good. them win. Um, all right, Robbie Gomes. He is our daily fantasy sports expert. We're all just giddy, just looking to get to the holiday. Yeah, some turkeys happy and, Thanksgiving. and stuff. Rob, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll let you go. We'll get back next week for week 13. Our conversation with Rob Gomes is presented by CrossFit 617. Train hard, live healthy, feel better. Sign up today for a free one-week trial at CrossFit617.com. Thanks a lot. Great stuff as always. Talk to you next yeah, week. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. All right, good stuff right there from Rob Gomes. And now it's time to get into the juicy stuff, which is picks, picks for Week 12 in the NFL. Pete, hit the music for me, would you? Uh, let me just close my email. Just refresh my email to see if got an invite to the media hockey game at Fenway. Still no invite for those who are keeping score at home. If you're keeping score, picks, picks. I went 3-1-1 one, and one last week in Week 11. Overall in the season, I am 19-32-4. 19 wins, 32 losses, and 4 pushes. I know some people say, Danny, hey, a push is a loss. Not in my world, big dog. It's a push. A push is a push is a push, which is a tie for Picks Picks. 19-32-4, that's my record. Let's get back to 500 and go 5-0. I'm 5-0 this week. I feel great. And I only have one home team. Only one home team. So let's start with the home team, shall we? Baltimore Ravens, minus four and a half. They are at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are all banged up. And the Bengals right now, man, their season is over. Three, six, and one is their record. They're in third place in the AFC North. The AFC North is now a two-horse race. It's the Ravens and it's the Steelers. Both Baltimore and Pittsburgh are 5-5. Five and five. However, Baltimore wins the tiebreaker. So right now, if the playoffs began today, entering week 12, Baltimore would win the AFC North. And Baltimore would be the fourth seed in the AFC. And they would host the five seed Kansas City Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. Look, I picked Baltimore last week. What, at plus seven, I think I got them, plus seven and a half. In Dallas, I didn't think they'd win, but I thought they would keep that thing close and they would cover. Now, it was a good game. They gave Dallas, they gave Dallas a little battle there, and the Cowboys at home ended up pulling it out one by ten. So I lost that game. But I'm sticking with Baltimore. They're a favorite at home right now. I love their defense. I don't think Cincinnati, you know, without AJ Green. Also, they lost Giovanni Bernard, but that's that's not as big a loss as AJ Green. Cincinnati, they're already having a tough season. It's not going to get any better when you lose one of the best receivers in football. So, against the Baltimore Ravens defense to go along with that, it's not going to be a good day for Cincinnati. And that's why I think the Ravens are going to win by six. Look, at first, the four and a half points scares me a little bit because this is one of those divisional games in that division. You know anything can happen. In any, in any game against those teams, but I just think the Ravens are good enough, the defense is good enough, where they will bounce back. You heard Joe Flacco after the loss to Dallas. He was not happy. He thought they should have went into Dallas and won that game. 
And I just think Baltimore is maybe a tougher team than people are giving them credit for. Not many people are talking about the Ravens, mainly because of their 5-5 five five record. But still, hey, if the playoffs began today, they make it into the tournament. And they make it as a division winner. And I think they win at home against Cincinnati. And I think they win by six, which means they would cover. I'll take Baltimore minus four and a half. That game's on Sunday. Let's bounce back to Thursday night, which is tomorrow night. Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving afternoon, actually. 4.30. I am taking one Thursday game. The Washington Redskins are a seven-point dog going into Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys, it is told that they beat Baltimore last week. Dallas has won nine straight. They are nine and one. The Tony Romo controversy, that that's over, right? That's done. That drama is done. Tony Romo's the backup. This is Dak Prescott's team. This is Ezekiel Elliott's team. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are going to find themselves in a game against the Washington Redskins team that all of a sudden has all these weapons. These two teams played in week two. All right, they played in week two. It was in Washington. It was in D.C. Dallas beat Washington 27-23. And it was because Kirk Cousins threw an interception on third and goal from like the six-yard line. And it, the Cowboys turned that interception into an 80-yard touchdown drive, an 80-yard game-winning touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins... He's thrown only one interception in the last four weeks, in his last four games. I have to take the points in this one. You saw what Washington did to Green Bay on Sunday night. I just think the Redskins, you know, they got Reed, they got Crowder, they got Jackson, they got Gasson, they got the kid Kelly running for over 100 yards out of the backfield, and Kirk Cousins is a walking soundbite. Everything the guy does or says is gold. He's always jacked up. He's turning into be one of the, you know, the biggest big play quarterbacks in the league, I think. He loves throwing the ball downfield. He's going to test this Cowboys defense. And this could be the Cowboys' toughest test of the season to this point. The Redskins come in as a seven-point dog. Again, I'm going to take the same mindset I had taking Baltimore against Dallas in Dallas last week. I don't know that Washington can win this game. But I certainly think they'll keep it close enough to cover. I'll take the plus seven. Washington Redskins on Thanksgiving as a seven-point dog. Now let's fast forward to Sunday again. The Tennessee Titans over the Chicago Bears. They go to Chicago. The Bears are all banged up. Jay Cutler's hurt. He's done. The backup quarterback's hurt. Brian Hoyer, he's done. They are going to give it to Matt Bockley. Matt Bockley out of USC will make his first career NFL start on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. They're without some of their receivers, some of their offensive weapons. The Chicago Bears are 2-8. Two, two and eight. They are absolutely brutal. They've lost two straight in Tampa Bay and in New York to the Giants. And they're playing a Tennessee team that is coming off a loss to the Indianapolis Colts, a 24-17 loss to Indianapolis. Now, the Titans are five and six. And the playoffs are not out of the question for Tennessee right now. They can still win that division. Houston leads the division at six and four. Indy's five and five. Tennessee's five and six. If the playoffs begin today, Tennessee is out. Because they're out, nobody's really talking about Marcus Mariota 
in the MVP discussion. But if Tennessee can do what I think they have the ability to do, which is get in the playoff race and possibly get into the tournament, they're going to do it because of their quarterback, Mariota. He's thrown the fourth most touchdown passes in the NFL with 23. And as the kids' touchdowns increase in his second NFL season, his interceptions decrease. He's not making as many stupid mistakes. Mariota's a nice quarterback in this league. And if you play fantasy or you play DraftKings, you are loving Mariota this season. Titans are loving Mariota too. Again, I know their 5-6 record doesn't keep them in the conversation as one of the top teams in the league, but I think Tennessee is one of the most underrated teams in the NFL. And Mariota might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks. They can get in. I'm telling you right now, he's an MVP candidate. I think he goes into Chicago, and I think he has a big day against his Bears team. Tennessee's a five-point favorite. I'm taking the Titans to win this one by more than a touchdown. Tennessee minus five. Then, I'm going with the New England Patriots minus nine over the Jets at MetLife. The Patriots, they were once this season a sure thing. As sure of a thing as you could have in the National Football League when it came to covering the spread. They've let me down the last two weeks. Uh, they didn't cover the last two weeks. They certainly didn't cover in a loss to Seattle. And they didn't cover for me when I took a minus 13 against San Fran last weekend. San Fran with a late touchdown made that a push. Patriots go to MetLife. The Jets are 3-7 and seven this season. They'll go back to Ryan Fitzpatrick after starting Bryce Petty in Week 10. Jets are coming off the bye. Does that mean they have extra preparation? Does that mean they'll be a little rusty? I'm going to go with the rust factor. For a 3-7 and seven team, I'm going to go with rust. And don't give me home field advantage. All right, don't give me home field advantage. The Jets are 1-3 at home. They only have one win at home this season. The Patriots on the road this season, undefeated, 5-0. Patriots are 5-0 on the road. This does not look good for the Jets. Nine points, as I told you earlier, might seem a little high for an AFC East battle this late in November. But given this Jets team, given the Patriots, you know, being the Patriots, I'm telling you right now, I don't see how they can't win this thing by 10. If it was 10, I'd be like, eh, but it's nine. Single digits. Doesn't scare me away as much. I'm taking the Pats, minus nine in New York. Finally, my fifth and final pick for week 12. I've teased this a couple times. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers plus three and a half to go into Oakland and not just cover, all right? Because they can lose by three and cover with a half point to three and a half. Carolina goes into Oakland and they win the fucking game. They win the game. I, I am not sold on Oakland's pass defense. I think that's going to come back and bite them in the behind. If they give Cam Newton any protection at all, he has the ability to throw downfield on Oakland's defense. Could it make this game a shootout? Sure. It could absolutely make this game a shootout. Over-unders 49 and a half. I take Carolina plus three and a half, and I take the over. All right? I take the over. You look at what Carolina did on Thursday night last week. They beat the Saints 23-20. The Saints high-powered offense. You hold the Saints high-powered offense to only 20 points. I don't know. That's got to say something, right? That's worth something, isn't it? And given their offense, given Carolina's ability, all right, they're four and six. Mathematically, they're still alive in that division, which means they're still hungry, which means they're still working to fix some things, and all they really need to fix just a little bit is that offensive line for Cam Newton to have a big day, to have a big day against the Oakland Raiders, and that's my fifth and final pick, Carolina plus three 
and a half. So my five picks for week 12 in the NFL, Washington plus seven, Tennessee minus five, Baltimore minus four and a half, New England minus nine, and Carolina plus three and a half. You know it's a long segment when we outlast the music. <laughs> I was just going to say you huh? went a little longer. I did. Yeah. I'm just... You know, let's. I, I know I told Rolling. you I was giddy to get out, Rolling. but I'm just feeling so good about picks, picks for week 12 that it's five and zero oh, that I just really want to get in depth and explain it all. So, um, yeah, win some, win some money, make those picks. It's gonna be a perfect week for picks, picks, and we're gonna get closer to 500. That is for sure. And a little update. Just check my email again. Still no uh, invite into the media hockey game. All right, we'll we'll wait and see what happens. By the way, don't forget. Fold these sunglasses. You want a free pair? You can win them. Just retweet my tweet of this show today, of this podcast. Retweet the tweet of this podcast, and you have a chance to win a pair of Foldies sunglasses. If you don't win, go to Foldies.com. Get 25% off by using the promo code Danny. That's D-A-N-N-Y. Foldies sunglasses that you can fold up and throw in your pocket. Free shipping on all U.S. orders and a two-year warranty on all orders. Again, get 25% off with the promo code Danny at foldies.com, and again, if you're going to do some DraftKings this weekend, either the Thursday night slate, or the Sunday games, or the primetime games, Sunday or Monday, here's what you got to do. Go to DraftKings.com right now, and use the promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, and you can play for free, DraftKings.com. Pete, nice job behind the board, special thanks to Rob Gomes for joining me, as he usually does to close out every week. little programming note. Holiday week. I'm not here Monday. We're going to do shows next week on Wednesday and Friday. All right? Next Wednesday and next Friday. And next Wednesday? Oh, it's Action Pack Week next week. Could have some news for you. But also, when it comes to guests on this show, Red Sox president Sam Kennedy. Sam Kennedy's in studio next Wednesday. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, is also going to join me over the phone to talk some football. And Albert Breer covers the NFL. He's been a guest on this show many times. He'll join me on Friday, and I will do it all again next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a great weekend.